0: the network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is is the AV Profession, Episode 52, Freelance or Ownership. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Extron, industry-leading technology backed by world-class support. This is the AV Profession, the look at the business of the AV industry. My name is Tom Mulberry. I am your host. With me today to talk about freelancing versus uh, business ownership is my very good friend, Mr. Steve Greenblatt from Control Concepts. Welcome, sir. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's talk about this for a second. and, and it's it's something that you know, not just in today's day and age, we're recording this at the end of, of 2020. Uh, a number of folks uh, in our industry have, have been you know furloughed, they've lost their job looking at different opportunities. One of those opportunities obviously is to go out on your own and to freelance and to become a freelancer. Um, but the other aspect of that is is what happens when when becoming a freelancer suddenly turns into you know you you're a business owner, right and, and something that you know a lot about. Uh, you've got more experience than I do because you've been doing this for 20, 25 years as, as the business, business owner part. So, so take for a second and and let's, let's pause. And I want you to kind of analyze the difference between being a freelancer and simply, you know, um, going out and and doing ad hoc work versus really kind of honing in and, and, and making this a business.
1: So I think that there's a couple of important points there. Um, I think that they both have a lot of credibility and a lot of merit, and um, no way knocking either choice. No. Uh, with regard to being a freelancer, it, it basically the you know and, and and our society is supporting this the gig economy. The idea is is that you can go after work, find work that you want to do that you're good at, sell yourself, do the work, and get paid. And you can choose when you want to be working, when you want to be available, the type of work you want to do. And as long as it's, you're making a living and, and it's you're paying the bills, it works very well. The, the other side of it is being a business owner. And in my opinion, that is a little bit heavier of a lift it requires a lot more planning it requires a lot more of a foundation and it requires i think a bigger picture plan of course you can be a freelancer for for as long as it suits you but with regard to being a business owner businesses have other requirements you need to be looking at sales pretty much all the time you need to be looking at having a foundation where people can find you you, you need to be your 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 clients also need to be able to rely on you and be able to reach you at pretty much at any time that they need and and that was something that i learned very very much in my early days is that we i would get the the question what happens if you're not around how, and and how much can i invest in you being that you're only one person and that's why I needed to look beyond that to, to, to grow and, and build a company. But I had that mindset in mind from the beginning. It's just uh, that, that's one of the, 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 key differences between the two. Well, we'll talk about
0: for a second, because you did, you, you have walked that path, right? I mean, I, I guess to a certain extent, I have it as well, but, but really you, you were one of the very first independent programmers. and I'm not sure if anybody really understands exactly, you know, how, how significant that is, uh, you know, um, in the grand scheme of, you know, the world of, of programming. You were one of the originals, right? One of the original, I uh, used to call them capes. They were, you were there before they were capes, Crestron authorized independent programmers. But you went from independent programming. You went from freelancer and that evolved into having a business. What is that line? Right, where at what point do you have to say, okay, I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make a, a strategic jump here. I'm gonna make a strategic investment in someone else, right? In, in in adding payroll, in adding the taxes that go with that, in adding benefits. Oh my goodness, benefits um, and, and all that jazz. Um, your office space. Where is that line? And what advice would you give to somebody if if they're approaching that?
1: So. That that is a a really good uh, a really difficult challenge for some people because it it and and I wasn't really sure what that entailed when I got into doing what I'm doing and and I appreciate you the the kind words and and uh, I I spent a number of years on my own and I realized that I was not able to. Do everything, and I was not doing everything to the level it needed to be done. But I'll tell you, one of the hardest things that you have to do is bring somebody on and trust in them. And hmm. investing in employees is is really a, a big lesson to be learned. Um, it, it's something that is is challenging but very rewarding, and it's the only way that you can grow. and 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 some people um, tend to bring people on as a as a w2 employee or you can also work with people on a 1099 capacity but what having employees does is it gives you the ability to have depth and it gives you the ability to have backups and be able to offer more to clients and give clients more, more confidence in investing in you and There's a good book uh, by Michael Gerber called The E-Myth Revisited, and it's an important um, topic to look at when you are owning a business because the thing that you have to realize is is that you may be a business owner who knows a craft and that's what may have gotten you into business, but eventually you have to take on the role of being a business owner. and That is not necessarily doing what you were doing to get you into business, if that makes sense.
0: It makes complete sense. And I wish you would say it a little bit louder for the people in the back who were just driving to work kind of mindlessly listening to this in their car because that is a huge thing. Um, you know fo- folks know me from from this and and how I got involved in this was 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 podcasting was was producing, right? I, I spent a number of years in in broadcasting. And I'm still fairly good at 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 editing, you know, audio and video. But that's not there's nothing in that that helps me look at a PNL statement, and um, you know, or you know, overtime or dealing with benefits or, or taxes. Um, as somebody is moving and, and and you know, migrating into that, you know, is is there some advice or some 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 kind of uh, mile markers or sign, you know, signposts that say that you you could point them to and say, you know, here's, here's where you might want to hire, right? Here's where if if you are, let's say you're a great engineer, you're, you're a great CAD designer, I don't know. um, And you start adding people, where is it that they should off, you know, where should they shore up, uh, you know, some of their weaknesses? It,
1: it, so, so I've learned a lot about the importance of being able to emphasize your strengths and hire for your weaknesses. So if to your point if you are really good at, at a technical trade or a profession own that and and make that your livelihood and your and your role in a company and hire somebody to run the business. That's okay too. You yeah. even if you are the owner, the CEO, the president, that doesn't mean that you need to be the person who's in charge of the business operations. So um, it depends really where your skill sets lie, where your passion is, what you feel you're best at. But that that's really the area to focus. And the people that are misplaced, I think, are going to be challenged in that way. And for me personally, although I am very passionate about doing control system solutions and, and knowing the tech side, I really embrace the business side and, and I wouldn't give that up. And I've really found that I've really enjoyed personally doing marketing and understanding the business flow and being able to, to, to be educated as a business person. I kind of feel like I, I, as other people would probably attest, you, you get your life experience MBA and uh, it, and, and then um But there are some things about business that I'm not as great at or that I don't enjoy as much. Sales being one of them. I can do sales, but it's not something that I really feel like I, I get joy out of, and therefore you need to hire somebody to take that role on. And, and all this comes with growth. And that's, oh, yeah. that's, what you know, coming back to the beginning of our conversation. That's why you need to hire. That's why you need to look to continue to build an organization and make sure that you fill the right, the right roles with, put the right people in the right roles.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, Steve, that we'll, we'll, we'll leave it there. Uh, Steve Black from Control Concepts. Where can people find you? Um personally uh, you can reach
1: me on social media at steve greenblatt website for my company is controlconcepts.net and I also as uh uh some of you may know host uh, state of control on EV Nation and uh, check us out there
0: absolutely you can check that out and also steve's on uh av week uh periodically as well so you can check him out there uh for us for av nation go by our website avnation.tv that's avnation.tv find this program and a host of others including the aforementioned av week where we take a look at the news of the commercial av space every single week and also check the resi week that looks at the residential side all that and more at avnation.tv that's avnation.tv